Our sermon today, the title is, We Have a High Priest. And we will be reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. Again, we have a high priest of God's rest. Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. And I will read from the NIV version. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Won't you join me in welcoming um, our very own Pastor Majid. We've dearly missed him, missed him. It is good to have you with us this Sunday morning, Pasi. Lovely to see you. Let us pray. Our Lord and Savior Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of sitting at your feet and we thank you for your oracle will come through Pastor Majid. As, as he speaks to us, won't you empower him with your spirit for our sakes, more so for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Corti, for leading us. Thank you very much, uh, our worship team. We appreciate you. If there's something that I've continued to love and to enjoy about uh, Nairobi Baptist Church on Gatarongai is uh, the worship team and the way you lead us very ably into the presence of the Lord. Indeed, these are difficult times. And we just want to thank you that when we started this journey, I, I did a recording and I said we, this season we need to have church at home. And I want to thank each and every one of you that by the grace of God, we have continued to worship the Lord and that our worship of the Lord has not been hindered even though we have the pandemics with us. I want to thank the team uh, that uh, is here that you've continued just to allow God's people to worship uh, the Lord. It's also good to be back. It's, it's actually in my not in my wildest dream. Did I ever think that uh, in uh, such three or so four months, I will be coming back as a, as a visitor? <laughs> I had never thought about it, but God has... Uh, his own unique ways. And normally, as we say, if, if you see me as a visitor, I have the freedom to break all the rules that you've been having uh, as, as you do the service and as you worship the Lord. So we just want to thank the Lord. I want to mention that uh, uh, Ngong Road uh, and all our churches, incidentally, it's just Ongata Rongai, and I thank the Lord for what we were able to do when we were here. It's only Ongata Rongai and Gong Road that are doing services lives. Our other churches are uh, not yet there, but we hope that when we resume, uh, that will work very well. I also want to take this opportunity to thank you very much. The way uh, as a congregation, we stood with uh, Pastor Kasimu when he was going through that trying moment. And we just want to thank the Lord that you took over, you prayed, uh, we, we mobilized ourselves to take different roles. And I just want to say thank you, thank you so much. He's taking a short break, and so that is why I'm here today, and, and I will see how uh, that uh, will go. Thank you for those of you that are 
uh, turned up, or I don't know whether to say it came for the AGM. Uh, virtually, though, uh, it was a very well-attended AGM. Uh, in fact, a record. Uh, we had uh, nearly 360 people in attendance, and we just want to thank the Lord. In fact, uh, after the meeting as uh, part of the elders team, uh, the executive team of the elders, we were saying maybe going forward, we need to make a provision of doing a hybrid uh, AGM where people can attend uh, physically, but those that are not able to can also attend virtually. I saw people attending, our members who are all over the world, some from Singapore, some from uh, Sierra Leone, because of this virtual uh, season that we are in, they were able to attend. And uh, thank you very much. You saw we had uh, new elders, and thank you very much, Ongata uh, Rongai, that you've given us an elder now, uh, uh, Pastor Shadrach Kakui, uh, who is serving as an elder, but also now going to serve uh, the church as uh, we trust the Lord to get the person that the Lord is calling to be uh, the next senior pastor for Nairobi Baptist Church. So we just want to say thank you. We want to look at the word today, uh, and because I'm a guest preacher, I'll probably extend a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll break all the protocols. I hope I'm forgiven, but also the fact that we'll be having Holy Communion. So please, if you see our service extend just a little bit, we kindly, kindly ask you to, to bear with us. Amen. I will speak primarily about three things. Uh, let me mention them, and then I, I go into what the Lord has put in my heart. The first thing that we'll talk about is the compassion of the high priest. We'll get that from verse 15. The second thing that I'll talk about is the confession to the high priest, verse 14. And the last thing that I'll talk about today is the confidence in the high priest. Okay? Compassion of the high priest, confession to the high priest, and the confidence in the high priest. I've been in a court of law before. Uh, it was not a serious crime, so please uh, just relax. It was a small, uh, what do you call it, traffic offense. And the offense was that uh, I left where I was. In fact, I was in the garage. And as I was driving to a function, a policeman stopped me. And the way you pass and you go and stop slightly in front or ahead of them, and you still have your, your feet on the brake pedals, I was there. And then the gentleman, the policeman, comes and he tells me, please, have you noticed one of your brake lights is not working? <laughs> and I tried to argue with him. I said, the last time I checked, the brake light of the car was, work, was working. He could not uh, accept that apology. And so what ended up happening is I was booked in a court of law. I went, I think it was in Kibra Law Court, and I went and I did the necessary. Uh, the, the, the bulb was about 50 shillings. I was fined about 3,000 Kenya shillings. And uh, just in case you also have a brake light that is not working, please uh, be, take caution. But when you go to a court of law, and if the offense is a bit serious, Normally, we are in that place that uh, you want to be a little bit at rest or at peace if you have a lawyer. And sometimes the more prominent the lawyer is, the more comfort that you want to have. The better the track record of a lawyer, the, 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 the confidence and the peace that you want to have. And 
The role that the lawyer plays is that he represents you before the judge, before the court of law, before the system, as it were. Now, high priest was also having a role that which is very similar to a lawyer. In that we are on one side, we are sinners, and on the other side, God is holy, and there is a bridge that we need to cross to get to God, a sinner needing to get to a holy God. And we are not able to do that, and therefore the person that does it is a priest, and in this particular matter, is a high priest. And Jesus Christ came as a priest and as a high priest. High priest was like an advocate, a chief priest especially of the ancient Jewish Levitical priesthood traditionally traced from Aaron. Before that, actually the heads of the family in the patriarchal times, the heads of the families, they played the roles of representing issues of the family to God. And then after Aaron now, we trace the origin of priesthood. And therefore, you find that Jesus Christ comes as a priest and as a high priest for that matter. The theme of the book of Hebrews is the absolute supremacy and sufficiency of Christ Jesus as revealer and as mediator, as a high priest, as an advocate of God's grace. When you look at verse 1 to verse 4 of chapter 1, this is what the Bible says. That in the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he has made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his his being sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification of sins. And who did that? It's Jesus Christ who comes and acts as a high priest to reconcile us back to God, to mediate between us and God, to be an advocate for us and represent us before the able hands. The prophecies and the promises of the Old Testament are fulfilled in the new covenant, which again this book of Hebrew is talking about. And that fulfillment of those prophecies in the new covenant, ultimately it is Jesus Christ. And as we look at the high priest of rest today, as I said, and I hope we've noted them down, we want to talk about the compassion of the high priest. The confession to this high priest and the confidence that we have in the high priest. Let's look at the compassion of the high priest. The word compassion basically means sorrow for the sufferings or trouble of another or others. It's accompanied by an urge to help, deep sympathy, pity as well. And when we look at really who God is, God is love. Because the other synonym for the word compassion is actually love. When we look at the nature of God, someone once said that if at all it was able to dissect and to cut God, that which you will find oozing out of him is actually love, is actually compassion. So our God is a compassionate God. 
And because of his love, he decides to send for us Jesus Christ to come and die, to come and represent us, to come and take our sins so that we can be reconciled back to God. No wonder the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but indeed have everlasting life. That is who God is. God is love. The book of John, 1 John chapter 4 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And because he's love, he sees the desperation of mankind. He sees that man is stuck in sin and he wants to come out and he cannot come out. And therefore he sent his son. And through that we see the compassion of the high priest, his son Jesus Christ who comes so that we can be reconciled back to him. It's Don Moen who sang a song. He walked where I walk. He stood where I stand. He felt what I feel. He understands. He knows my frailty, shared my humanity, tempted in every way, yet without sin. This is the high priest that we are talking about, Jesus Christ. So he died for us. He's so compassionate that he feels with us so that he sympathizes with us. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army. A story is told of him that there's a day that Queen Victoria of England asked to meet him because she had heard of great work and great things that William Booth was doing. And he asked, she, she asked William Booth, what is the secret of your success? And William Booth said, your majesty, some men have a passion for money. Some people have a passion for things, but I have a passion for people. And that is what Jesus Christ has for us. Compassion of the high priest. Allow me to move to our second point. The confession to the high priest. Verse 14, allow me to read it. Therefore, since we have a great High priest, this advocate that we are talking about, who has ascended into heaven. He came, he felt what we are feeling, and then he overcame. Jesus, the son of God, is his name. Let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. Other versions will say, let us hold firmly to the faith that we have confessed. So we're in that place that, yes, he is so loving, and we can go to him, and he will not look at us. Where is it that you've come from? You look like the worst of the sinners. We can present ourselves to him. The word to confess is to acknowledge the truth openly in anything, as in the existence and the authority of God, or the sins of which one has been guilty of. Occasionally, the word confession also means to concede or to allow or to praise God by thankfully acknowledging him. 
And so we can come to that place that we can confess. Yes, our sin may be so grievous. Yes, our sins may be so heavy. But remember our first point is that this high priest is so compassionate. That regardless of where we have been, when we come to him with honesty in our sins, he will fill with us. He has been where we are. He has been tested. He has walked where we are walking. So he understands. And so we can come to him without fear and confess our sins to him. There's a story of preachers, four preachers, and they were meeting for a friendly gathering. And during the conversation, one of the preachers said, our people come to us and pour our, their hearts to us. They confess certain sins and needs. And then they said, let us also come to one another and confess our sins. We are not all that righteous. And so they started confessing their sins. The first one said, you know what? Me, I like movies so much. Those are the days that Christians were never used to be seen in movie houses and theaters. So he said, I love movies so much. So from time to time, sometimes I find I sneak into a movie theater and go and watch a movie. The second one said, now, I like smoking, so sometimes after the church, I just sneak out and I go and smoke. And the other one said, you know what? Me, I like gambling. And every time I get little money, I go and gambling. And then the fourth one was hesitant. And the rest were asking, now, please go ahead. We've all confessed our sins and we had agreed. We are all not perfect people. And then, hesitantly, he said, my sin and my weakness, brothers, is actually gossiping. And I can hardly wait to get out of this place. <laughs> now, when it comes to the confessions of our sins, sometimes we are afraid. Sometimes we want to keep faces. Sometimes because of our ego, we do not want to acknowledge and to come and ask, God, please forgive me. But I want to assure us here today, that our God in our first point is a compassionate God. And so we can always come to him with all honesty and ask him that God, this is where I have been. In fact, it's that confession that gives us even the opportunity to be called his children. I have always said that when I look at the Bible, I look at the story of two kings. I look at the story of Saul and I look at the story of David. Did you know? That if you want to talk about sins that were committed by those two kings, David had worse sins compared to Saul. David had serious, serious issues of sins. But the difference is this, is that David, whenever he wronged God, he was quick to acknowledge and to come to God and to say, God, I have wronged you. No wonder you find Psalms, 100, Psalms, Psalms number 51. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. That's after he had messed with Bathsheba. Not so with Saul. No wonder the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. And because of that confession, God honored him. That even Jesus Christ that we are talking about today, the lineage can be traced back to David. The beauty of confession is just to acknowledge who we are and to know that we are 
presenting ourselves before a compassionate God, before a loving God. And that regardless of where we've been, he can forgive us. I pray that our egos will not get in the way. I pray that our names, our titles will not get in the way. That we'll not be so much keen about saving faces as opposed to be so keen to be close to God. Point number three is the confidence in the high priest. The confidence in the high priest. When we talk about confidence, we talk about a firm belief, a firm trust, reliance, the fact of being or feeling very certain. Assurance is what we are talking about. And when you go to verse 16, this is what it says. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. That yes, on one hand, there is a compassionate God. And then there is a sinner who can confess their sins to this compassionate God. And after that confession, it does not matter where we have been. It does not matter where I have been. I can therefore approach this God with confidence. Knowing that I will be forgiven. Knowing that I can get up again. Knowing that yes, I may fall. But if I confess, I can again approach his throne with confidence because when we confess, we find mercy. A story is told of a missionary that was taking some time back home and he went to rest. And when he went to rest, he was in a place having a wonderful time in a cabin near lake with his children. He had three children. One was 12, the other was 7, and the other one was 4. And when the children were playing near a lake, well, the younger one actually slipped and fell into this lake. And when he fell into the lake, the other two, the 7 and the 12 years old, they started screaming hysterically, Dad, 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 our brother is drowning. And when the, the, the missionary came, he did not want to think twice. He jumped into that water with his clothes. He went to the bottom of the, of the lake. He did not find anything. And then he came and, and grasped for some breath. Then again dove in, again tried searching the spot that he was shown. Then he did not find him again. Again he, he got up, gathered some strength again after, after getting a fresh breath of air. Jumped in and when he jumped in, he felt a trunk. And when he felt a trunk, he tried to touch and he found that it was his son that was holding onto a trunk on that lake under that water. And he tried and he got the son out. And after he got the son out, everything was done. The first aid was done, and after about 30 minutes, he asked the little boy, Son, what were you doing when you were holding onto that truck under the water as you were drowned there? And the son said this, I had confidence. I had confidence that my daddy will save me. And that is the confidence that we need to have when we approach the throne of God, especially after we've confessed. 
I have always been amazed at the confidence that my children have in me. Oh, sometimes I can be driving, and as you are driving, you pass some of these streets that they sell big cars, huge cars, the Lexus, the, the V8s, the Mercedes Benzes. And when my older son was younger, he would say, Daddy, that is the car that I want you to go and buy for me. All that matters to him is that he's in the presence of his daddy, and daddy can do anything. I want to assure someone here today, someone watching us at home today, that when we come before God, we can have that confidence and the confidence of a child. In this season of a lot of media, and I know my, 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 my family is watching, my younger son sees me a lot on the screens today. And because he sees me a lot on screens today, he's, he's, he's probably going into four years. He believes that his daddy knows everyone that is on TV. He believes, and that's the confidence that he has. The other day he saw, he saw President Trump, and he was asking me, ah, Daddy, is that your friend? That is the confidence of a child, and the Bible says that unless we come before to God with the faith of a little child, our salvation will not be in sight. And so wonderful people of God, I pray that we will come with that confidence because God will forgive us. David said this, I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him alone. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold, I will never be shaken. Rest in God alone, my soul. For my hope comes from him alone. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold, I will not be shaken. Wonderful people of God. We have a high priest. We have an advocate. We have a mediator. The mediator is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is compassionate. He feels everything that we are feeling. He knows and he has been where we are. If we confess to him, we can come with confidence to him. And that confidence allows us to rise up beyond the circumstances. Even in the midst of the COVID-19, that confidence that we have in him can allow us to move and to go ahead and to see him work in our lives. We must look only to him, whose atoning death, whose resurrection and ascension have opened the way into the true heavenly sanctuary of God's presence. Resisting temptations to give up the struggle as believers must persevere in the spiritual contest which we have committed ourselves. Knowing that we can fully rest on the fact that we have a high priest. A high priest, a high priest that is compassionate that we can confess to. And a high priest that after our confession... We can come to him with confidence. So may the Lord bless us in the name of God who is the Father and who is the Son and who is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And perhaps you are there, you want us to pray with you for whatever circumstances. Can I ask you if you are there, just lift up your hand or even better still if you are able to kneel. Just go ahead and kneel and we'll present that request to God. Father, I may not be able to see because I am limited, but you are unlimited. So my Father, you see the hands that are raised. You see those that are kneeling, Lord. 
and they are coming to you, we are coming to you, presenting our request to you. Maybe sometimes it's a confession to you so that we can live with the confidence that you've heard us. So my Father, how I pray that maybe someone today trusting you for healing, Father, I pray that you touch them with your healing hand. Touch them with your healing hands, my Father. Father, someone may be crying for a miraculous provision today. Father, how I pray that by your grace you will provide. Maybe a reconciliation, Lord. How I pray that you will reconcile someone today. Even a family today, a husband and a wife, a father and a child, a mother and a child, a daughter and a mother, a daughter and a father, or just a brother and a brother, a sister and a sister, and a brother and a sister. Because you are not limited. That is the reason for which you came, Lord. Father, thank you. We receive your miracle today. We receive your miracle today, my Father. Thank you for doing it. And if the Lord has done it for you as we finish now, I pray that and I ask you to kindly just write to us so that we can give thanks. Even in this season, we can still give thanks. Thank you. And so I pray that the Lord bless you. I pray that the Lord keep you. I pray that the Lord make his face to shine upon you. I pray that you will see the grace of the Lord. I pray that you will see the protection of the Lord and that you will see the favor of the Lord. But in this season, you will see the goodness of God. How I pray that the Lord will provide for you in a very, very miraculous way through this season. How I pray that the Lord will cover you, Lord, with, that the Lord will cover you uh, with, with, with his wings and protect you from any ailment, including COVID-19. I pray that the Lord bless you as you go out and that the Lord bless you as you come in. Those that have to travel, I pray that the protection of the Lord will be with you on the road, whether public transport or driving, that you will see the protection of the Lord. I pray that in your neighborhood, you will see the favor of God. That in your homes, you will see the favor of God. That in your businesses, you will see the favor of God. And in your places of work, you will see the favor of God. For this is my prayer for you and over you. In the name of God, who is the Father, and who is the Son, and who is the Holy Spirit. And God's people said, God's people said, Amen, amen. Before we share in the words of the grace, please, we see you again uh, next week at 10 uh, through the online platform. And by uh, that Sunday, we'll have communicated the next step that we'll be taking uh, towards reopening. And so may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen, amen, amen. The Lord bless you. Have a blessed, blessed week.